0: BLOB TALK RADIO Well, good evening and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart. And uh, we want to give God thanks for this uh, wonderful opportunity to meet with his saints, with his people. And uh, we are in fellowship with believers around the world. And so I'm going to ask you to pray for the community of believers that uh, listen. Uh, to uh, Sound Heart Radio And I want to thank that community Thank you for your support Your support. Uh, thank you for your prayer support And uh, We want you to be conscious Of the need uh, To pray constantly uh, we, le- we live In a time that demands That we Maintain a spirit of prayer And so I like that uh, It is important for my spiritual life, that I maintain a spirit of prayer. Uh, and it regulates my attitude, and it provides me the energy and the strength I need on a daily basis. So I, I need that, that spirit of prayer, that attitude of prayer. Because to me, uh, being in fellowship with Christ uh, moment by moment in this life is what I desire because it keeps me focused and I have to be focused. And let me say that on the other hand, the cosmic system uh, does not want believers focused. They want believers filled with Fear. So tonight, in tonight's study, uh, this is an introduction. Uh, I need to say because I want to finish, uh, God willing, on this coming Sunday. Uh, this uh, this message on stress. <clears throat> uh, I use this word stress in the title, but uh, we're going to look. Uh, if not tonight, we're going to look into the Greek. Uh, New Testament, uh, to we're going to look at the the biblical words uh, uh, for this phenomenon. And I want to focus tonight on uh, the extraordinary nature of this phenomenon that we are experiencing today, because everywhere we look, uh, uh, we see that... Uh, forces are at work to uh, take away peace, take away rest, and to create fear and anxiety. And uh, therefore, uh, uh, also to keep uh, believers in a highly stressed state. And I want to explain to you more, uh, more why this is, is, this is important for the cosmic system. And how five G technology uh, is also being used to keep believers in a state of anxiety, to create sleeplessness, uh, insomnia, sleeplessness, and uh, also to keep people that is to keep people in a highly agitated state. So. Uh, You and I realize that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And Jesus has left us well armed so that we can, as Paul writes in Ephesians 6, having done all, we stand. We stand. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear. Amen? He has not. Uh, And so these people want to uh, lead us off as captives. And the Bible says that is not to be. So we're going to follow the Lord. We're going to listen to the Lord. And we're going to do those things that build us up spiritually and not uh gaze upon those things that tear us down spiritually. So with that, let us have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that the Holy Spirit, who is the author of the scriptures, we pray that the Spirit would enlighten our minds, Lord, and we know uh, that if there if we have unconfessed sins, we cannot be in fellowship with the Lord. But we do know that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us uh, our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, uh, Please remember that whenever a believer sins, whenever uh, I sin, sin leaves a wound, and that wound that is left by sin is cleansed by the blood of the Savior. We have a complete salvation. Paul writes in his letter to Colossians that he writes, you are complete in him. You are complete in him. Please read read Romans 8. Uh, At some point in the future I will teach the book of Romans on, on this broadcast. But please read Romans 8. I want you to start building up your heart, because uh, this system uh, is collapsing in many ways. And so, uh, but we have the extraordinary ability given to us through the resurrection power of Christ to stand. So, this uh, episode is biblical. Mind-body-medicine, biblical mind-body-medicine. And uh, after the colon, it reads, take your stress to Jesus. So the believer has to take action. So there's a verb involved uh, there. And so take your stress to Jesus. What is your stress? Uh, You know your stress. Now, we're going to look at self-induced stress. Self-engendered stress, self-engendered stressors. Tonight's show is mainly an introduction. We're going to look at self-engendered stress and also other engendered stress. That is what others do uh, to impact our lives, stress. And as believers, how do we address uh, self-induced stress? and so it is important that we have uh, a biblical understanding of, of what this phenomenon is I'm going to begin reading uh, in first Peter chapter four now uh, these believers were in a highly stressful situation because they were being persecuted for their faith. And so they had this sustained stress in their lives. Let me, I'm going to read from chapter 4. Let me start in chapter 1 of First Peter. And so Peter writes this in verse 7. This is First Peter 1, 7. Quote, that the trial, well, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Whom, verse 8, whom having not seen you love. Isn't that a remarkable verse? in whom, though now ye see him not, believing ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Verse 9, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Of which salvation, verse 10, the prophets have inquired uh, and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come to you searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. I'm going to stop there. Now, I want you to take a look uh, at uh, a very important truth in these passages. In verse 8, Peter wrote, Uh, yet believing, yet believing. And so the emphasis in the New Testament documents, yes, at a point in time, the believer believed into Jesus for salvation at a point in time. but Then, that is the aorist, uh, in the Greek, A-O-R-I-S-T, that is the aorist, at a point in time. That wonderful reality happened. But then the emphasis in the New Testament as we read in John's Gospel, the emphasis in the New Testament is that the the believer, having believed, now grows in that belief. He or she grows up in that belief. And that is so the believer begins the road to maturity. And so in order to have a mature faith or a maturing faith and a mature faith, the believer must be constantly exposed to the word of God. Constant exposure to the word of God will build, will give, provide for us the ability to remain focused under trials. We will have the ability to remain focused under the temptation to look away and, and let and be absorbed by the stress. Okay, let's go on. Let's go to First Peter 4. First Peter uh, chapter 4 verse 12. Quote, beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. That is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests On you, on their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. Let none of you, uh, but let none of you, uh, suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in his behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first began at us, what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls unto him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Chapter 5 of 1 Peter. Verse 5, verse Peter 5, 5, like, quote, likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder, yea, all of you be subject to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Now, the focus of tonight's study is First Peter 5, 7. But I want you to know that verses 5 and 6 are one verse, First uh, Peter 5. So it begins with the exhortation, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. This is a very, the language is very interesting. Very powerful, uh, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. now, uh, in verse seven, the word casting the uh, the 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 verb here, uh, it literally means to throw upon, throw upon, and the word "care. Uh, In our Bible, uh, the word here means that which has us divided, that which has our minds or hearts divided. Listen carefully. Casting all of your care upon him. Do you remember when Jesus was at the home of Mary and Martha? Martha? And do you remember what Jesus said to the sister who was busy about doing many things? And he said uh, to the other, to the uh, he said that the one who sat at his feet had chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. But God loved both. Sisters. Jesus loved both sisters but there was one sister who understood that all the work that the work that she, that she hadn't done would be there and she would go back to complete it she knew how important it was to sit at the feet of the Lord so that she, she could be Refreshed. This life is characterized by that which scatters us, that which wants us divided, that which uh, wants our attention so that we do not take our fragmented selves, our fragmented attention back to God so that we can be healed. We go to bed with fragmented hearts, fragmented thinking. We wake, up, we wake up fragmented, and guess what it does? It takes away our energy. Lack of focus dissipates energy. When the day begins with the Lord, with a prayer, with focused attention upon the Lord, the day will be a, a a prosperous event. The Bible teaches us that we need to be focused exclusively upon the Lord. Casting all your care upon him. Now notice, in the midst of believers uh, suffering from the government these believers were being persecuted by the, the by their government isn't it interesting that the Bible would have that information for us and so that's the large the larger uh, context that's the background if you go back and read first uh, Peter chapter one Peter provides the background uh, for us, and in verse one first peter one one we read quote Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers. It should read the to the exiles of the dispersion, and why were they in exile? Why are they exiled because uh they were sojourners uh because they were being persecuted, gathered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. And in verse 2, Peter calls them the elect, the elect. So we go back and toward the end, so 1 Peter 5 is the end of this very powerful letter. He tells the believers that... uh, he get, he provides this this for them this wonderful a spiritual nugget for them casting all your care upon him uh not a little bit not some not what you think uh god wants to hear but casting all your care upon him why why cast all your care upon god Now, Jesus bore that he bore the weight of our sin on the cross. He died for the sin of the world. And he said, it is finished. He voluntarily gave up his spirit. No man took his life from him. He voluntarily surrendered his spirit up. In fact, he shouted, it is finished. That was his victory shout. And then he bowed his head and voluntarily surrendered up his spirit. Oriole you know, King James reads, gave up the ghost. But God can do that. Bear my sin, bear your sin, bear the sin of the world, cast all my care upon him. The word again, care, means that which divides, that which wants my attention. Why? Because, once again, when my attention is divided, I will have a less successful day. I am not going to be in the mood to pray. I am not going to be in the mood to praise God. I am not going to be in a mood to be thankful for all of his wonderful blessings. And as a believer priest, please read uh, Revelation chapter 1. You and I should be healthy and whole. The word of God is the living and eternal word. It is his eternal word. The word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is alive and powerful. We have the word of God that is alive and powerful and We have the resurrection power of Jesus at our disposal. Casting all your care upon him. Well, why? So after the semicolon, we read, for he careth for you. Now, here we have a different word. He careth for you. You notice his focus, notice the object of his focus, he careth for you. Now, when we believe the word, well, we take in the word as intellectual phenomena. When we believe by faith the word that we have taken into our minds. That word is transformed by faith into doctrine that is usable. It is stored in our heart as usable doctrine, usable teaching. It sustains us. It makes us alive unto the purpose and plan of God for our lives. The word enables us to focus upon him because he careth for you. I'm going to come back to the spiritual side of this message, but I want to read to you something about stress. This is from an article uh, entitled, uh, well, this writer is Christina L. Ross, Ph.D. And so this article is from Global Advances uh, in Health and Medicine. Uh, This article was published in 2019. So it is entitled Energy Medicine, uh, Current Status and Future Perspectives. She writes, quote, there is a substantial body of evidence to suggest perceptions of one's environment can be profoundly immune-enhancing or immune-suppressive. Stress decreases the body's lymphocytes, the white blood cells that help fight off infection. Lower lymphocyte levels increase the risk of viral uh, infection and common cold. Leukocytes not only modulate neuroendocrine peptide production via the central nervous system, but are capable of producing stress-associated peptides and hormones previously thought to reside exclusively in the central nervous system. High stress levels can also cause anxiety and depression, leading to higher levels of inflammation. I'm going to stop there. So that is a physiological, uh, some physiological information about what stress does to us. And uh, so also have a book, Love, the book Love, Medicine, and Miracles by Bernie S. Siegel, M.D. So he writes, uh, and this is, uh, this is under the subheading, Uh, this uh, transcending fear. So he writes, our emotions don't happen to us so much as we choose them. In fact, our own thoughts, emotions, and actions are the only things we really do control. In the first century AD, the Greek thinker, uh, a, a certain Greek thinker made this important, uh, this fact the foundation of his, declaring that all unhappiness arises from attempts to control events and other people over which one has no power. The same futile attempt, born of our fears and resentments, weakens the body and leads to disease. A positive outlook can be cultivated as can a negative one be inculcated by a lifetime of conditioning. And this is what I want the believer, the believing community to recognize. If we focus on the cosmic system and its values and what they want to do to us and what they want us to become, you're going to be fragmented uh, in your soul, and you will be torn asunder, because the cosmic system wants us to be conditioned to their values. Their values, the the value uh, the values of the cosmic system does not honor God, does not worship God, does not follow God. In fact, it is the ways of darkness. And you will not have the fellowship with God that you say you desire, or you say, say that you want. So when I speak about self-induced uh, stress, I want and th- this is what I want to get across. Uh, we cannot follow the values of the cosmic system. We cannot inculcate in our hearts the ways of darkness. Because you will feel alienated not only from God, but from yourself. You will be self-estranged. You will be God-estranged. You will be bewildered. You will be confused. You will be unable uh, to feel. Uh, there's a certain uh, point in time where you may feel not real, because who are you? Where are you? What's going on in your life? So, in and, and Hebrews chapter two, the writer speaks about I believe. He said, "Look, you know, we can we can drift away. We can drift away, and." Who else knows about our Bible? And the enemy can use subtle uh, tactics to lead us away from God. Remember Ephesians 6. uh, Paul writes about the different methods of the devil. This is Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Quote, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard lest at any time we should let them slip. That is, in the Greek it reads, lest we should drift past them. Once again, lest at any times we should let them slip, it it literally reads, lest we should drift past them. Drifting away is the is the is the mark of death. We don't want to drift from God. And in, in two one, uh, to give heed, it means literally hold the mind to, to the things which we have heard. From the messengers of the gospel. There is a frightening word. uh, word, There's the word transgression. In the Greek it is the word parabasis. And parabasis, uh, it means stepping over the line. It means a violation of divine will. And then there is Uh, disobedience. The word is paracon. It means disobedience with results from neglecting to hear. And it means what? Uh, From letting things drift by. So, if I'm going to, if I'm a believer and I'm, I'm letting this go on in my life, I have created stress, and the stress that I've created is self-engendered. That is, I created it because I walk, I've chosen not to listen to the word. I've chosen disobedience, and please believe me and understand that God. Uh, is not going to allow us to sin successfully. When David sinned with Bathsheba, David did not repent of that sin for at least a year. You can read the psalm talked about where he went and what happened to him spiritually because of that sin. He was not a very happy king. He was a very miserable king uh because he had sinned against God, against you, and you only have I sinned, O oh Lord. So Uh, and David wasn't going to confess. And then finally realized that, well, God was not going to allow him to get away with sin. And something else that I want to read to you before I read from the Psalms is that we have these, uh, these very interesting words, and that is, God resists the proud, and He gives grace to the humble, so God resists the proud, and He gives grace to the humble. so this is first Peter five five Now the word resist there means. To arrange one's, uh, array oneself for battle, it means to fight against. So uh, God fights actively fights against believers. who are what? Who are proud. And David's heart was proud. And he was not going to repent of that sin. But then God brought him to the place uh, where, you know, he realized that he needed God. And God was not through with him. So uh, God created uh, this unrest, this grief in his life, uh, this heaviness in his heart, uh, this anxiety uh, in David's life, and because he held on to sin. So when David got back into uh, his relationship with God, then all of that changed. Well, how did that change? Um, David had to confess. In Psalm 38, uh, we have uh, a Psalm of David, a petition, and it reads, uh, well, the title is, it should be, Yahweh wounds us in order to heal us. This is what David said. Verse 1. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. I have been there. God has disciplined me, and I know. uh, Every time I read these words, I, I, I still get chills. For your arrows have pierced me, and your hand has come down upon me because of your wrath. There is no health in my body. My bones have no soundness because of my sin. Verse 4, my guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. I am bowed down and brought very low. All day long, I go about mourning. My back is filled with searing pain. There is no health in my body. I am feeble and utterly crushed. I grow in anguish of heart. All my longings lie open before you, O Lord. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart pounds, my strength fails me. Even the light has gone from my eye. My friends and companions avoid me because of my wounds. My neighbors stay far from me. Hey, David suffered this sickness because of sin. Look, I'm talking about self-engendered stress tonight. The next message God willing on Sunday will be other engendered. This is what we do. This is what we create. And there is a way out. Some believers are suffering because of lack of forgiveness. I won't forgive. Remember David's words in Psalm 38, verse uh, 5, my wounds fester and are loathsome because of my sinful folly. Sin comes as a friend to entice you and then comes as a master to enslave you. Remember the enticements of sand. Remember how sin is packaged so that you and I will buy. You and I will take the bait. You and I will what? Will transgress. You and I will be disobedient. David knew this. Verse 13. It says, I am like a deaf man who cannot hear, like a mute who cannot open his mouth. I have become like a man who does not hear, whose mouth can offer no reply. He had to get right with God. He had to confess his sin on confession of one's sin upon repentance, repentance, Confession and repentance, David left that sin with God. Remember, cast all your care upon him. He careth for you. Was not David scattered? Was not he, uh, his life and what he suffered a concrete testimony, a concrete clinical account Of what this does? And then he confessed his sin and his life changed. And God blessed him. And God gave him great success in his life. Psalm 39, 11, we read, I am, cons- I am consumed under the strife of thy hand. That is, by divine plagues. We have to distinguish between self-engendered stressors and stress and other engendered On Sunday, we will take a look at other engendered stress. I will give you more detailed information about the peace of Christ and as believers, how we are to negotiate our presence, our ministry, our walk with God in this present evil age. We need the word of God to sustain us, to build us up, to provide for us a land of Goshen in this crooked and perverse generation. God wants us to be successful. God will provide us success in the midst of these difficult circumstances if we will but trust him and look to him as the author and finisher of our faith. Good evening. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you.